It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over the Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and today I'm joined by T. Davis and B. Dag for uh, the updates on Fresno and the New York Minute. They got a pretty good episode. Before we jump into that, uh, we do have a lot going on. This is recorded on February 2nd, and coming up this week on the other episode of the Epics Podcast, we will have Dirk live. We'll be doing a live Zoom. Hit me up in the fan server uh, with a DM, or you don't have to hit the fan server, just hit me up in Discord with a DM if you want a link to join the live uh, recording of the Epics Podcast with uh, Dirk this week. A lot of a lot of fun stuff coming up there. A lot of good stuff in this episode. If you are coming across this podcast and it's the first time you're listening and you don't play the game of Upland and you want to know what we're talking about, we go to Block Unchained with what is Upland. Hey, everybody. Uh, the definition of Upland that I present always depends on who I'm talking to and what they know. But the most grand claim I like to make about what Upland really is about is Upland is an early stage cross-platform metaverse that is on a path to becoming the largest and most dynamic economy of NFTs in the world. Well, thank you, Block Unchained. And also our disclaimer, the views, information, or opinions expressed, presented, and discussed on this podcast are the solely of myself, Thank Me Later, T. Davis, B. Dag, and any guests of the podcast and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Inc. And if in any way, shape, or form we are offensive or hurt your feelings, that is never our intent, and uh, we do apologize ahead of time. And as I said, uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Um, I'll kick it over to the guys pretty quick. They're going to talk about uh, the event going on uh, that just wrapped up in uh, Fresno. Very exciting going on there. Uh, we'll get T. Davis and B. Dag's thoughts on the AMA and they'll talk about that a little bit and jump into the city numbers for Fresno and uh, New York City and uh, have T. Davis's uh, fun fact. Always looking forward to that. And as I said, I just need an editor so we can put all these fun facts together in one episode. That would be pretty good. I know some people want to hear the outtakes too on another episode, but that's for another day. So with uh, no further ado, I'll turn it over to uh, T. Davis and B-Dag. Hey, fellas. Uh, and thank you, too Stupid, and welcome listeners to the newest episode of the UPX podcast featuring B-Dag and T. Davis. How you doing today, B-Dag? I'm doing okay. How are you? Actually, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, we'll man. get into that soon. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, a little exhausted. Um, yep. Feeling like I don't feel like accepting trades right now. Um, yeah, man, uh, the, the detente was, uh, was something else. It was awesome. I'm super excited that, uh, you were able to get that win. That meant a lot to me and uh, a lot of people actually. So tell me the story. 
how did yeah well last episode you remember we talked about yeah wouldn't that be cool if there was a competition a spud competition in fresno and boom what do you know uh detente which i don't know that it had been announced as going to be in fresno or san francisco but they held it in fresno yep which was cool so that gave us a chance to test out fresno a little bit with the building capabilities cool thing about fresno is that it's it's not such a tightly packed city like San Francisco is. San Francisco is in about 50 square miles and Fresno, I got to look it up again, but it was well over a hundred for about the same amount of lots. So that means the city's more spread out. The lots are bigger. You can get bigger buildings on them. Right. Yeah, I definitely, I noticed that. That was one of the first things that I noticed like, wow, I can fit an apartment on this. Right. And of course, the other side of that coin is that the llamas, which replaced the cell towers, also did not reach as far. No, they uh, did not. In San Francisco, we were used to the towers reaching across two lots either side. And in Fresno, we were we were reaching one lot and it, most likely we weren't going to be able to hit a second. And that was pretty pretty much a case across the board. Yep. So it was a little different planning than it was in San Francisco. That's for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's uh... One of the things that I also noticed today with the start of uh, Lamageddon, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but like you just said, the uh, the range, the 30 meters, it's wildly different between the two cities. Yeah. So tell me how did tell me how you how you won? How did you pull off this victory? Well, thanks for uh, you know just throwing out the ending right there that I won. <laughs> <laughs> So much for the buildup. No, that's all right. I think a lot of people know I won already and they'd be interested to hear a little more detail. So the nice thing about Fresno, like I was saying, is that, you know, the lots are a little bigger. But the other cool thing is that that you and I and the rest of the the guys that had helped to mint up the Little Italy, we owned an 80 percent share there. Right. You know, we talked about that last time. So uh we had a lot of full blocks and a lot of properties all in a row, which was really good for setting up as townhouse, statue townhouse. So I got uh, too stupid to lose. I don't know. Anyway, I set up a spreadsheet. <laughs> in, I see what you in, did there. Uh -huh. uh, I set up a spreadsheet in Google and actually mapped the relevant portions of Little Italy and Fresno with who owned what lot what the biggest thing that could fit there was and then worked it out so we could maximize the statues throughout there figured out who owned what figured out uh let's see everybody got four spud it wasn't it wasn't uh, doled out based on your status everybody got the same which was kind of a nice uh, a nice change to it so the, the lower tier guys could play just as hard as the rest of us could so we had that all mapped out. I figured out how much everybody would be able to build in the time allotted and then uh, figured out how many properties they had, what they'd be able to do. Started assigning soldiers to each of the bigger landholders. And we had about 15 people lined up that as soon as the buzzer rang, uh, we just started building. Not only that, but we talked to a few other people that said, yeah, sure, we're not planning to compete, but we'll help you out. And then you put a call out on the forum. No, it was Landman. Right. Mm -hmm. Landman's got, yeah, Landman's got some properties in Little Italy and he was helping us. So he put a, he put a little call out in the forum saying, hey, 
that B-Dag guy. He's not a bad guy. And the fact that he is an upland cheapskate, which means he doesn't fiat in, uh, this could be one of the few opportunities for him to win one of the big contests like this. And true to my uh, true to my name, I didn't fiat in any money for this, but I had built up a fairly reasonable amount that I could use. Wanted to keep that in check, uh, not go crazy. So, long story short, as Block Unchained said, we took this insanely complex plan and we executed it well and made it happen. Now, it wasn't just the points that I was able to build or the points that other people were able to build and transfer to me. It was figuring out who still needed to own the statues and who was going to build what and do what where. But we were also keeping our eyes open for people who were taking opportunity to sell their properties with apartments that they'd already built on them. Yep. So you and I and a couple other people, we'd, we'd see those come up for sale, make sure they had an apartment, and then we'd go ahead and we'd buy those. And some of them were pretty cheap. I think I bought one for eleven or 1200 Upix, which almost felt bad doing, but in the heat of the competition, you just you want to make sure that you're doing the best, most efficient thing you can. Yeah, I was picking them up anywhere between 2500 to up to 5000 uh, Upix for an apartment. That was the range that was a definite buy. And you know, you, you did mention that the cheapskate part and the not being able to win. I believe Landman also included in his, his post a... Uh, a, a reference to the pay to win model. And right. I, I feel like that was a little bit controversial at the end there. Um, and that was that. I mean, just the, some of the community members pointed out that you did in fact spend to win. So tell me how, how do you feel that's different? Like, okay. Uh, I guess by saying I'm a cheapskate means I'm not going to fiat in any money. I did, like I mentioned in our first episode, I put in $15, but then I, when I got to be in the Fiat Out beta, I pulled that $15 back out. So as far as a cheapskate goes, I'm protecting my own personal wallet and not spending any of that money in the game. But I can still build up my Epix balance as high as I'd like and spend that on whatever works. So my my basic idea for this game was uh, for this detente was that if I was going to come in first and get a 50,000 prize that I was going to make sure I got that and not spend more than about 50,000 making sure everything happened the way I wanted it to. So uh, actually I did end up spending uh, right around 50,000. So honestly I broke even on the contest, which is nice. Well, Upix wise, I broke even. Right, right, right. And uh, tell the audience what you won. What was the grand uh, prize? I won myself a Fresno Firehouse. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, there's only only one in existence, right? Only one minted, owned by Mixplic. Right. We covered that in our first episode together. Uh, so now you will have the second, and there will be, I believe, a third and fourth also released so it is possible right. the two tiers of lamageddon in san francisco yeah uh, will from what information we've been given we're pretty doggone positive that those are each also going to be firehouses so there will soon be four of those floating around minted 
Right. Very good. And you know what I would say to a anybody out in the audience, the difference between pay to win for yourself, it is not the same as pay for him to win. So although there were very, I mean, I yeah. fed in during, during the contest. I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that I, I fed in, I think maybe 50,000 Olympics and, you know, okay. that's, that's just by some state, by some people, they just look down upon that, the game for being, you have to pay to win. And that was part of what Landman was, was going at. He said that these events shouldn't all be pay to win. Sure. And there is definitely a difference between paying for yourself to win and paying for, uh, your friend or your, uh, close ally in the game to win and at the end of the day as long as the new players i feel are the ones who really get the the benefit of that spending and it's not the executives and directors then i am going to sleep just fine at night knowing that yeah absolutely i went back through and looked at all those apartments that i had purchased that had been built and i didn't see anybody in there who i recognized which was kind of nice and none of them were uh executive or director and i don't know that very many of them were even pro so that was kind of nice yeah, for me to know that i'd been supporting a lot of uplanders and a couple of pros in the process right right so tell me one, about one i'm sorry go ahead yeah, you know, one other thing I want to throw out there for those people who are considering uh, competing on levels like this, we did have some technical issues, and there was about 18 hours that I couldn't do anything. I got stuff built, but I couldn't buy, I couldn't mint properties, I couldn't uh, send my explorer to any properties, anything that required interaction with the blockchain wouldn't happen, and so uh, I finally talked with tech support, and we got that all figured out. It it was more a local issue for me, but there was also a larger issue with the blockchain right. producer and that, uh, that had a little effect at the beginning, but at the very end. So here's the last bit of the story is that I was up until 4am. Right. That's I, what I was about to ask. How did, how did, yeah. how did this end? Tell me the climax. Oh my gosh. I figured I could have everything wrapped up in about two hours. The idea was that I was going to be sending trade offers to a bunch of people. And then right near the end, they would all go through and accept those so that suddenly we would just be adding thousands of points to the board. <laughs> because I didn't want to be sitting there at 7.30 in the morning trying to click through all these requests right. on my own. So, you know, you spread it out and, and the points just rack up like nothing else. So I was up until 4 a.m., way more than I thought. It took me almost six hours from when I sat down to go through and start setting up all these trade requests. But it worked out really well. Um, a whole lot of people started accepting those right close to the end. I did have to get up at 7.30, so I got about three hours of sleep. I, I woke up, grabbed my phone, opened up the app, and it just kept spinning and spinning and spinning. I, I couldn't get the app open, but it was still, it still said, Hey, your request was accepted. Hey, your request right, was yeah. accepted. Hey, it's like, Oh, come on. I didn't know if just the sheer amount of those was keeping the app from opening or not. So I ran over to the computer and got it running about 15 minutes before the contest. I'm finally in there. Just click and accept. Do I know this person? Yeah. Okay. Accept. Do I know them? Yeah. Accept. Do I know them? Yeah. Accept. Just click, 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 click. 
And with about two minutes to go, the game froze up on me. And I'm sitting there <laughs> like, come on, what's going on here? You know, I can't access Upland from my phone because the app's right. going nuts and I can't get anything going on the computer. So finally, the contest ends and everything, whether it was on my end or Upland's end, I don't know, but everything cleared. And I was like, oh, oh, hey, we did it, guys. <laughs> and that that was the big thing, too, is that it didn't it, it wasn't about the money that we put in, which overall between everybody that helped i don't i you know you may have put in the most of anybody if you said you you brought in fifty thousand epics um right i yeah. don't think anybody else said they really put any money into it any fiat into it what it was was at least 30 people uh, probably closer to 40 people that all said yeah i can get on this bandwagon that we're all helping out to get one player to cross the finish line. And that right there is a big old hashtag community. That yeah, is man. what I really love about Upland, not just cause I won, but now I'm looking forward to supporting all these other players that, that helped me. Right. And, and you know that our, our, the thing that we had going wasn't the only, the only group like that, you know, Luke oh, one yeah. had an enormous support system himself. So shout out to right. Luke one and, MG and Green Turtle and uh, everyone in the uh, in the German channel who all rallied behind Luke, and he had us crapping our pants. I, I we were pretty worried, but, yeah. but we would we would be remiss to um, to not mention our biggest competition, right? And that would be our friend Mitrin, right? Every time I started pushing forward on the board, he just pushed and made sure he stayed in first like oh man come on and of course we know nitrin at the executive level he competes to win he competes hard right so yeah i was really worried we weren't going to have a chance yeah um, man i was watching the blockchain and i was watching those fiat transactions hitting his account and it was getting nervous yeah. but um I'm glad that we pulled it off. What a what an amazing end to that story. Right. And don't get me wrong, I appreciate Nitrin very much. He's he's been a player that's brought a really uh unique element to the game and I'm glad he's in it and I'm glad he gave us a run for our money. Oh ditto, yeah. That made it a lot more fun, I think, rather than just going, Yep, we won, we knew it. It was like, nope, Luke's pushing, Nitrin's pushing, oh man, this is gonna be tight. But, right. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think it would have been a lot of fun even if I got uh, second or third place. Even. I mean, I would have been devastated. But if you're cool with it, well, I guess. <laughs> you know, no firehouse, but uh, you know, at least there's, yeah, you, <laughs> you can say you you played and you played hard. Yeah, man. All right. Well, so what else did we have this week? We had the the founders AMA for the yeah for their new 2021 roadmap. Right. Yeah. What did you think of that? We had uh, Dirk. Aiden and John, a.k.a. Block Unchained. Right. Uh, overall, I enjoyed it. They they gave us some pretty decent answers. There were a lot of answers that were kind of deflections or we just don't know and can't tell you yet. Right. But I feel like it did give us a little more insight into what's going to be coming soon. Uh, the, the the thing that excited me, I mean, there were several things, but one of the things that off the top of my head was that when they introduced cars to the game, 
that is not going to affect the treasure hunting mechanics that we can still float around the city and send our explorers without having to follow the streets. So there may be two different mechanics for movement. One, the traditional one we're used to, but then the secondary one where you can drive around. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, the roadmap also had the, um, the change to the distance and the speed in which you would teleport, I believe. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, they were going to make some adjustments to that, but I didn't fully grasp what all they were going to be doing there. Right. And so just let me go back. I'm sorry for our listeners who might not know. Uh, right. Dirk and Aiden are two of the two of the three founders and John Block Unchained is one of the project managers there for Upland. Uh, he's the genius behind all of uh, the challenges, events and, um, you know, everything that they bring to the community. And uh, the three of them are brilliant and we are following their lead through this upland journey yeah it's slow but uh, it's fun i mean you got to go slow to make sure everything works right but it's it's certainly there's there's more and more enjoyment coming into the game and i appreciate these three guys for that hey so let me add did you listen or did you watch the video no i watched the video so did you and i wasn't i was too tired to watch it when it was available right so i was working and I could only listen. And so it wasn't until I went back to watch the video that I noticed the buildings okay. behind Aiden, which would yeah. be, did you see that? Oh, yes. Of course I did. <laughs> so what did you of think of that? Profession. Describe that to uh, our listeners. Uh, to me, it was a big relief, honestly. The buildings that are shown in game are fine. They're functional, but I think they're a little cartoony and maybe a little clunky. Right. I, uh, I would agree they, 100%. They look good architecturally. They are correct, but they're just kind of bleh. And so to see those buildings in the background, and I'd been told that the, the buildings for Spark, the permanent buildings, would be nicer looking, which was good to hear. But seeing those buildings, the crispness and the detail in them. Yep. Ah, thanks guys. Okay. I feel as, as a building designer, I feel a lot better now. I can, I can rest well. Yeah, that, that was definitely, I, I noticed it immediately and like my jaw dropped and I am super excited yep. to start playing with those. They look awesome. And you know, so for our listeners out here, I'm going to do something that you probably shouldn't do on a podcast, but I want to make sure that uh, this is preserved and available for everybody. So I'm going to read off to you a URL, the YouTube link. Make sure you get the capitals and the lowercase correct. I will. Uh, yeah, right. So I shortened it to a bit.ly link if you're familiar with them. So nice. It's uh you know, the regular HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash and then bit dot L-Y. So bit.ly forward slash two capital M-I-T like the university lowercase Q capital Q lowercase W. So let me read that back to you again. Now it's bit dot Lee forward slash two capital M capital I capital T lowercase Q capital Q, lowercase w, that is the 2021 AMA roadmap, 2021 roadmap AMA 
featuring founders Dirk Iden and Block Unchained, aka John. Right. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. You created a bit.ly for it. That's, right. Because I wanted to read it, and there was no way that I was going to read a YouTube link. That would just be oh, ridiculous. So. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, man. So. I honestly, I need to watch it one more time to fully grasp everything. I can say that I wasn't super thrilled with the way that the questions that I had were answered. But I, uh-huh. once again, I, I, you know, I understand why they have to answer the way they do at times. I feel like maybe they should have gone through them. It seems to me like they didn't, that they um, they didn't paraphrase the questions. It seemed to me like they were doing it on the fly. And just examples of that would be where you ask the same question twice, and it's that's just a clear indicator to me that this these questions weren't paraphrased beforehand. And that would be the one bit of feedback that I would have for the Upland team. Other than that, uh, phenomenal job, and thank you for bringing us this information and taking our questions. Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, it was, uh, it gives, it gives a brighter hope for our future in Upland. Yeah, it does. So one of the things that they did mention in that AMA was moving to their own EOS node. So I don't want to get part of the issue. I think, right. That was part of your issue first. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And so I don't want to overburden our listeners with a bunch of technical jargon, but this is important because there's been an influx of what are known as micro forks and I'm going micro forks. Yeah. I'm going to give, uh, the mic to you, BDAG and you give your, explanation to the listeners what a micro fork is and then i will read to you what i've been able to compile through some (laughs) online research to give the listeners uh maybe a little bit of a more technical uh explanation oh i see how it is okay (laughs) what what i understood a micro fork to be is when two people are trying to do the same thing at the same time and neither one of them go through because they're both getting in each other's way. And so what happens is, so that's a fork. Both, both attempts are made at the same time, but neither actually happen. And then what happens is you get a property that's lost in the ether and tears are shed. So just thankfully it's not lost in the ether permanently. It It can be reversed. Right, right, right. It is not. So just, I guess to, clarify for the listeners it's normally with the properties where we see this and minting of properties and it is known to happen on land rushes um right a lot we saw it in new york city a couple of times a lot of activity happening all at once right right exactly and so what i was able to compile from uh, my research was the so the the way the eos blockchain it it moves extremely fast it's a half a second in between blocks right so a block is just a bunch of uh blockchain transactions and what the blockchain does is it's a bunch of people 
compiling, taking all of this information and saying this is they're all handing it to a single source, which right. would be the blockchain saying, here's what we got. This is verified. This is true. And when the one block producer can't move as fast as the others, what happens is those other producers will pick up where the last transaction left. And since the other one isn't caught up yet, that one forks and it creates a almost like an alternate reality, right? Because it's what's on the blockchain. The blockchain is going to be one after the other. And so since it didn't get the updated information, it just took what it had last and it made that the chain. And how that's relative here is because when that happens, um, you'll get the not available t uh, title as the owner on the property. Right. And then Upland has no choice but to reset their application. So like the browser play.upland.me or the uh, Android iOS app back to the state it was when the fork occurred, which means back when the property was unminted. Yeah, so right. we have There's to no go back and it. yeah, back we have to just say this is where the error occurred and this is where we have to resume. And so when that happens, the very important thing for the listeners to remember is so first, if you get a not available, you're going to want to um, report it to support at upland.me or for usually a quicker resolution, come into the discord and go to the uh, hashtag technical bugs channel and uh, paste a screenshot along with just a description. But what will happen then is they will refund your upics because your upics will have been deducted from your account. So they'll have to refund that back. But the super important thing to remember is that the property will go back to unminted status. And why I say this is so important is because that prop if that property was a coveted property or it meant a lot to you you might not want to publicly display the address to where because everybody is going to have an opportunity to mint that when once That's it's fixed so if it's something that you feel you don't want to lose out on there there isn't any way for upland to get you that property that your upix had been taken for, they'll re refund it to you and have you remint the property. But there will definitely be a window where somebody could snatch that as soon as it's you know returned yeah. back to unminted status. So I just want to mention that so that um, we don't make a bad situation worse with an upset user not only not being able to buy the property and not having their upics on hand, but then to top it all off, lose the property to somebody else. So, And this is a pretty rare occurrence, right? Well, yeah, it used to be, and it's been unheard of numbers recently. I posted something yeah, about it in the Discord earlier, and I'm hoping that it is just, you know... Uh, some bumps and bruises or whatever from the switch to the new node and that they're aware of it and ironing it out because this is a problem 
if you want to look at things from the perspective of like true ownership and and all of that you know it just it, it really throws a wrench into that that whole philosophy yeah right exactly when the mechanism isn't there to give you your true ownership right yeah that's a, that's a huge problem right 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 so so it didn't used to be frequent it's a little more probably due to the node that they moved to however upland is wanting to have their own node correct so that they can yeah overall it's issues of sharing with other exactly uh, it's going to allow allow for uh you know a a lot more expansion and scalability excuse me and um long term it's what what needs to happen but uh, you know there might just be some growing pains or a learning curve however you want to say it right so all right well let's talk about the fresno numbers a little bit and then we're gonna move into uh new york city for the first time on the show yeah yeah so all right well last week we had 4900 total sales in fresno and we're right around that again this week 5073 so difference it looks like of about 150 or so and the mean which is the average sale has uh i guess i i expected all of these numbers to be higher but the average clearly i is higher it's at 2912 upics compared to last week's 2300 upics that's fairly significant that's around 25 percent or so yeah the median which is just the number that would fall directly in the middle of the data set doesn't have a whole lot of meaning but it is definitely something to just take note of uh that moved up also from 1100 to 1320 upics and surprisingly the mode which is the one that i tell our listeners it's the one that is most important to you if you're an fsa uh, flipper if you're buying fsa properties and looking to move them quickly by listing them for sale you want to pay attention to two things and that would be the the you know the mode over a time span and the current floor which would be the lowest price for a property in fresno and when i checked before let's see how much it changed in this couple hours so not at all it uh it's currently 1025 upics and the mode was last week 999 as it was again this week 999 that's a favorite number for our fsa sellers and it's a favorite number for our our pro and director executive buyers if you want to list something and have it fly off the shelves put that 999 price tag on it and it'll be gone right right put it at the bottom (laughs) right uh woodward park do you know what's going on in Woodward Park? Well, I, 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 by the numbers or just in general, I mean, I understand that, you know, more and more players are coming in and this is the last practical collection. <laughs> yeah. to get. It is but, going. Oh my gosh. 
I had no idea the floor had raised so much on on unminted properties. Right. So there's not, there's less than 250 properties total. That's it. 250. Yeah. So that's what like something around 80 something total collections. Like think about that. 80 collections. That's it. Yeah. 82, 83, whatever it is. Um, obviously some will, some are getting released every day through expired visas, but that number is going to dwindle and we're going to be looking at uh, at a sold out Woodward Park I think in the next couple of weeks I would be willing to bet if uh, we wanted to push some FOMO on it that it, we can get it done quicker <laughs> um, yeah right. no kidding now there's there's a couple things that may take a little longer with that one is that there are some rather large FSA properties I'm looking at a couple here that really are pretty small by the standards that olive were but they're still around seventeen thousand upics each for fsa right so this is something where you definitely want to find a new player and coordinate with them if you want to get some larger properties in woodward park well right now the most expensive is fifty two thousand upics which honestly that's not that i mean well when you're used to san francisco that's yeah a deal. Uh, yeah that's not um I expect all of these to be gone quickly because there's nothing. It's not like the New York properties that are getting close to be sold out in those neighborhoods. And we'll talk about in a little bit, but you know, 50,000 for the most expensive and 1300 for the cheapest. It could be done relatively quickly. If a few directors and executives got involved and decided that they wanted to spend their divs, selling out Woodward Park, it'd be gone in no time. Um, what you said about the FSA properties, that definitely throws a wrench in that. Uh, we've seen that firsthand trying to sell out neighborhoods ourselves that uh, right. is having those FSA players liquid and available is sometimes a challenge. Now, the other thing that's still available too is all these sub uh, 500 upex properties and i don't know if those are going to be pushed into the game or if those are still going to sit out but at least we still have a whole lot of those in fresno well fresno is well, maybe not a whole lot but yeah it's flat out running out of properties and so we're, so we're up, upland's going to be done we'll do like game over man good job <laughs> do we win <laughs> No, man, we we expand. Yeah, let's expand. Uh, I, there is should be an announcement coming. Uh, I believe it'll be on Thursday's podcast. So if you are a normal listener to the podcast live, uh, I would definitely tune in. I believe they are going to be having Dirk on that episode and they will be talking about expansion so and is that a live listen opportunity it could be yeah it sure could be so Sweet. Well, we'll look for details of that in yeah. discord where do we find the it details? will be in the um in the in the fan server it will be in its own channel a upx podcast channel and likely the community events channel as well and then in the main server it will be posted in the community projects tools etc 
Yeah, so, I'm looking forward to that. I yeah. love cities, and I'm just so giddy at what the next expansion is going to be. Yep. So yeah, they they announced that on the AMA that it was coming, and it's three days away now, and I can't wait to hear. Do you think they're going to give us a city name? Or just general details, because right now yeah. the, the the two options are like so. They said regional, right? Regional expansion. So yeah. that means west or east, right? Those are the only two regions that there are. Yeah, because because Fresno is technically part of the San Francisco region for right. Upland. And so, so I like we were mentioning last week. Right. This could be a Fresno expansion to Clovis. This could be a San Francisco expansion down into Daly City. This could be a brand new city, right? Like Modesto or Sacramento or Stockton or something like that. And I think after our podcast and talking with some people from the community, I'm really heavy on, on Oakland now. I know that you had said yeah. that the cost of living there compared to Fresno and uh, it, it wasn't significantly lower than San Francisco, not like the right. way Fresno was, and it was still in that mid-tier level. But when I think about it, you know, I, I think back to, a comment one of our players made about uh, when are you going to come to small cities? I think that was on the, uh, it was an AMA question also. And they mentioned that Fresno oh, yeah. was still in like the top 40 largest cities. It's the 34th largest city in the United States. And there are 50 States. Right. Right. And so I think where does Oakland fall on that list? Do you have that list open? I honestly don't know. I could find it for you in a minute here. Yeah, I would just be curious because I just I think that from an international uh, appeal lens that, you know, Oakland would work. They have professional sports teams. They have uh, other pop culture references. And I think... I think it would be a brilliant decision to at least at some point move into Oakland since it's right there over the bay. Yeah, I couldn't see it as the very next expansion. It's too uh, it's too expensive for an FSA, but it's yeah, it could definitely be another one. So it is the eighth largest in California, and the forty fifth largest in the United States. Oh yeah, it's definitely Oakland. It's, it's, it's smaller than fresno fresno's 34th yeah but if you're going by land area that makes sense because fresno is so spread out right right if you're going by population then i suppose that still makes sense because it's more compact than fresno is not as tight as san francisco necessarily but it's still pretty compact yeah man hey there's a museum <clears throat> so what do you think? You think Oakland would be all new collections, or you think it's just oh, going yeah, to be an extension of yeah. San Francisco? No, no, all new. Yeah, yeah, all new and cool ones too. Yeah, the more you, the more you talk about that, that seems okay. I would be worried. Like last week, we were mentioning Modesto. Yeah, I would be worried that Modesto would just steal all the thunder from Fresno, and Fresno needs all the thunder it can get. Right, right. At least, at least right now in the game. So I'm I'm less bullish on Modesto than I was last week. I think it'll be I think it'll be an extension of the two city limits now. 
Mm. All right. Well, it's on record what your your choice and my choice That's are. Right. That's Hopefully, right. we'll we circle back to this. Yep. Happened. Yep. All right, man. Let's uh, let's talk New York. So, New York. Uh, our New York numbers um, haven't changed much um, since the last time I. Well, since the last time they were run and I did them, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago. And we had Dizzy, Dizzy Deesky, TM, and Ben68 atop the top 10. And that hasn't changed. Dizzy still at the top. Um, I took a look at his properties that he... So I noticed that he will buy in like spurts. And my yeah. guess is that he waits for his div, dividends to accumulate because of how enormous they are. And then we'll just go on a buying spree. And oh, so sure. he bought some huge parcels in Gramercy. Uh, listen to the numbers on these. Just in Gramercy alone, four parcels, 590,000, Great number. And 767,000. All right in a row. Boom, 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 boom. You take his property value and you multiply it. Yeah. You, you take his current property value, which is 87 million, and you multiply it by the uh, 0.0144 factor. That doesn't even account for any earnings multipliers for collections. Right. He's yeah. collecting yeah. north, well north, of one, almost 1. 1.3 million per month. Yep. If I'm reading that number right. So nope, you that's put right. collections in there, that's going to be well over 2 million a month. So to come in and mint these properties, yeah, no problem. Why not? <laughs> And he also minted out in, I believe it's Washington Heights, 301 Fort Washington Ave for 302,000 upics. And so I am always interested in what, what Dizzy is doing. So I go in and I try to figure out what the pattern is, right? And so, I mean, at first I noticed it was all Gramercy. I'm like, why did he buy this one way out up in Washington Heights when all of the other okay. were in, you know the southern part of Manhattan. And I noticed that they all had that green uh, point of interest leaf on them, indicating that they're parks. And oh, so oh. I know that him and I have talked about that. And yeah. I own a large park myself. I own uh, John Jay Park in Manhattan. It's my largest parcel by far. And I bought it because I am on the Parks Collection hype train. Okay. <laughs> and I mentioned it, the Dizzy, and I hope I'm not leading him astray in his purchases. Dizzy, if parks aren't a collection, uh, sorry, man. You got some nice, huge parcels out of it. <laughs> um, speaking of parks, though... Um, Park Ave only has 45 parcels left on it. Oh, still that many, huh? Well, so Brett Gerber, who is on our top 10, he's number six with 317 properties, has been on yeah. a little tear himself with specifically Park Ave. And it's pretty cool because he, 
will uh he'll dm me an update like i've gotten like three up three or four updates from him in the last week or so just uh-huh. with just the number and you know he'll say 40 49 left 47 left <laughs> and he's not keeping track of them he's minting them which is yeah even better um so i went and i took a peek at the the range today he posted in the in the discord in the general channel and i went to take a look to see what was left and what was the range and if you're looking to get into park ave it's going to run you between 100 and 150 thousand upics to get a parcel um if you're actively looking for where these are at it's going to be in park avenue south which gives us a good opportunity to tell any of our new listeners that for the street collections like um in San Francisco, you have Mission and Market, and in Fresno, you have Olive. Well, Fre- uh, Olive is a good example because there's an Olive Avenue and an East Olive Avenue, and they will both fit into the King of the Street collection, and so right. that means that they are technically, by the game's standards, the same street. In New York, we see that with Broadway east broadway and west broadway which i would argue like in real life like those are not the same street in, in fresno i can kind of follow no, you're right they're disconnected yeah completely. in fresno i can follow olive you know it might end and pick back up but at least it's right. you know it, it's almost and, and a continuous a week or two ago the van ness is kind of a little squirrely but it's still more or less right up yeah, West, East, and Broadway are an extreme example of that because they're just three different streets, in my opinion, but they yep. all have the same street ID and thus will all fit into the King of the Street collection. And I think that was a little bit of a sneaker that some people didn't pick up on. Oh, no, yeah. to get some fairly cheap Broadways yeah. before it all. Yeah, I gobbled up the East Broadways like they were candy it, they right. were down there in Chinatown. Nom, nom, nom. And um, so we have Park Avenue South and Park Avenue. Um, the majority of the unminted parcels are Park Avenue South. Um, I did verify the street ID. If any of our listeners are coders or technical, know how to look at a network request and ping an API, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say I've, I've looked at the API and verified the street ID is the same so you can still get in on Park Ave uh, if you want to drop, I would say, what would you say, three or four for that collection if it were to be? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm looking at it right now, and there are a couple that are right around 90000 So the cheapest you really could get a Park Avenue collection, I'm going to guess there's three. Okay, so you but, would say three into a collection? Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Just trying to base it off of what I think the rarity is going to be plus the amount available. But if you're looking to pick up three, it's going to cost you 270000 Right. If you want to grab yeah. a fourth one to be safe, which I think is a good call, you're going to be looking at 360000 upics. Not terrible, but for a cheap skate like me, I, that's firmly in the nope category. Right, right. And so our next... Our next possible collection, and I know it's one that uh, EH0405, who's our number five uh, on, in the top ten in New York with uh, also 317 properties. So uh, him and Brett Gerber need to break that tie by the time I <laughs> talk to you guys again. 
um, he's been very bullish on Chinatown. Um, yeah. And there's only 91 left there. Uh, Hacker, shout out to Hacker and uh, Opix World, also has been uh, trying to instill some FOMO and get some some uh, momentum behind the selling out of Chinatown. That one will be a bit cheaper to uh, enter. The low end is 25 to 30,000 Opix. And the range on that is way more drastic than Park Ave. You can get up to 900,000 Upix in Chinatown. So there's some enormous parcels there, which I believe will likely prolong that selling out. Unless, of course, Dizzy decides to stop by next week. Well, he already did make one pass through there. He's got the largest parcel in Chinatown. Oh, yeah, that Bowery. 600 up squared. Yeah, one Bowery. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that giant triangle parcel. Cost a cool $2.3 million to mint. Yeah. But that's what, like a couple of days worth of dip. So (laughs) no no biggie for a month. Right, yeah. And uh, I don't want to go without mentioning the rest of our uh, top 10. So uh, four, we have MG with 340. Um, then EH0405, Brett Gerber, and then Atomic Pop with 291, Oliver 273, Sunstar 272, and we round out with Hodler at 267. There were 48 new property owners in New York, meaning that uh, 48 new users purchased their first New York property. Uh, over was either the, minting or secondary, didn't matter. Correct. Just new property owners. Uh, and so that brings the total to 810, which is a pretty low number. Um, but I, I understand why that number is the way it is. You know, when we talk about a game with 7,000 daily active users and a little over, you know, what, 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 10%, right? That's my math, right? Hey. Yeah. 11, 12. A little over 11. Carry one. <laughs> Here, you need to borrow a couple of fingers. Uh, yeah, a little over 11% of the um, uh, users own property in New York, and it's just because it's the high end, right? You have to get on right. a plane to get there. Um, that costs you upix. The properties are a lot more expensive, and uh, I'm not surprised at all by that number. No, absolutely not. And also, it's a city that's what? It's got a third of the properties of San Francisco. Right. So the opportunity cost is much higher, but the opportunity itself is also lower. Uh, So it's just, it's going to be more exclusive. Right. And then the last thing I want to talk about is the Skyline Collection. Uh, That was announced today. Um, So for those who weren't around when this collection was announced... So just collections for New York in general were hard-coded and encrypted on the blockchain before anybody got to New York to mint property. So the collections were all pre... Yeah, before that, likely, they were decided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were encoded on the blockchain, and they can be deciphered, and you can see that there's been no changes to those up until now and so what happened was they announced the skyline collection and and 
they defined it as skyscrapers having over 40 floors and are taller than 150 meters. Well, the community immediately went to their resources online and griped and grumbled about how many of these skyscrapers were not included and what made the small amount that were selected better or different than all of the ones that are over 40 floors and 150 meters. So Upland did what surprised a lot of people and they decided that they were going to allow submissions of skyscrapers. So they put out a Google form and said, if you own a property that you feel like should have been included in this collection, submit it to this form. We'll review it. We'll tell you on, you know, January 31st is what it ended up being. They reviewed them all. They made their decisions and boom, they released it. And so uh, I believe 62 were accepted. So the skyline collection is a rare collection. This is just, it's all very unprecedented and uncharted territory that, Upland right. had been in with this. This had never happened before, and uh, I would be willing to bet never happens again either. We hope not. Um, yeah, definitely. Hope there not. were forty-two before, right? And now there's sixty-three. I think they added sixty-two. I'll have they to double check 62. that. Okay, I'll have to double so check now- that. We're potentially up to about a hundred right. skylines, which isn't absurd for a rare collection by any means, right? right? No, because no. If you look at that's right in range, right, right. right. So that's not uh, that's not really the problem. I think the 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 major problem which we knew we were going to have was somebody was going to they weren't going to please everybody. Nope. And you know that's just the cold hard reality of it you're always going to have somebody unhappy for whatever reason i feel like i mean you know i'm happy because they accepted my skyline um sure they uh a lot of people were minting skylines potential skylines after the announcement they didn't last very long if there was anything out there that met those requirements. It was minted in 48 hours. Um, and those people luckily got, hopefully got their collection. Now um, I fortunately right. already had it filled. And now I have my 35 Hudson yards parcel that was added. So definitely excited about that. Oh, good. Yeah. And there's still seven of them. And available to mint if I'm reading this he, right. Right, there are, and but they start so with the rare collections, um, and I don't want to get into it because it would be it be too long. We'll have to come back and explain it the next opportunity we get. But um, they had their mint price, and then they had their collection reveal mint price, which is where they are now, and uh, that would be eleven times what it was originally, and so now yeah, that makes much look at. Look at the mint price now. Drop yeah. a zero. That's what it would have been before. Right. And we're looking at one. I think maybe one. Are we at one million for the minimum? No, the cheap, cheapest I see is two point. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So 
if you have 6,000 USD to fit in for Skyline Collection, you'll have really nice dividends from that. But um, for, for the average user, I would say minting a skyscraper, a Skyline Collection is out of reach at this point. So it was cool, and we're super fortunate to have been able to do that beforehand. For sure. Otherwise, this would be out of reach. We're looking at, what did you say, 6,000? I would 8, think 000. so, yeah. Probably closer to 8, because eight, I just... Yeah, yeah. 8,000. You need to pick up three of them. Yep. So, that was announced today. Uh, for the most part, I had to a happy community. Um, overall, I think it was a good learning experience for both the community. I learned a lot about Upland from this incident Right. I didn't I didn't know about the collection multiplier of the mint price and um Right. So I'm glad that we've gone loopy, through this. Once once you get through your, your anger and grief and sadness, it starts to make sense. Right, right, right. And so all right, I wanna wrap this up like we always do with our scouting right. report. So I've had the pleasure of speaking with well, you know what? I haven't. I don't think I have a DM history with Gray Wolf, spelled with U's. But this Grey guy, Wolf. guy, yeah, that's a German variant. This guy came in, or or gal. I guess I can't assign yeah, right. a gender. This Come person, on, yeah, I know. I get with it. It's twenty twenty one. This person has been on absolute fire as far as just that new player energy and awesomeness. I, I, I think that they were competing in Dayton. Like, oh yeah, that's the first I saw. Of right. Like seriously. I mean, uh, they may have been around discord before that, but it wasn't right. until Dayton when I went, Whoa, who's this growl wolf? Yeah. And now they're going hard in the Lamageddon as well. Yep. Um, they're doing it and helping out new Almost players want to support them doesn't it right yeah man uh i'm definitely a, a great wolf fan. top of tier one at this moment right yeah um i love what you're doing gray wolf keep it up man uh i hope to see a dozen more players come into upland and the discord that are just like you you're a model player coming into this game man it's awesome to see thank you Absolutely. and then uh, another one, so all the rest of them, Grey Wolf was the only one who uses their uh, in-game name, which, by the way, if you oh, haven't joined on, Upland yet, please, come on. Just switch your Discord name to match so we don't have to ask. Um, Batty Smools in Discord and Moon Boy Boils. Moon boy, moon boy. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to correct you on this one. I think it's Moon Boy Bulls. Is it? I think so. Okay, I, that's, it's not boy. Yeah. Well, I don't boy. think you're. No, I think you're. You're putting too much French in there. <laughs> it's Moon Boy Bulls. Okay, so uh, Batty Smools, Moon Boy Bulls is. Uh, we've had some um, Discord interactions and some dm conversations and like gray wolf just uh love the energy love the positivity loves the community and the community loves him back man he's um i think he's over in new york city if i'm not mistaken but i feel like he crossed over the fsa 
line because I feel like I reached out to him recently for an FSA buy in NYC. But um, I just checked his his uh, yeah his account. He's just crested one million. Oh my goodness! What the boy is a director. Oh my goodness! Yes. So meteoric rise. I need to check to see when he started now. Kaboom! Do you have eyes on that? Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can look that up for you real quick. Yeah. A director already. I have him on my scouting report like a new player, and he's a director. Shout out to Batty Smoles, Moonboy Boils, man. Congrats on the director status. Um, the next no, one. I'm sorry. That's Growwolf who's gone director. I'm uh, a little behind. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, man, wow. All right, so then that means oh, great, great gray wolf growl wolf started uh, December eighth. So okay. he's only he's been in two months. They they have been in two months, and now they're at director. Gotcha. All right, so I was right with that Moon Boy Bulls. He just crossed over to pro not too long ago, yeah. but has only been in the game for a few days. Right? Looks uh, like he turned yeah, Uplander on the twenty eighth. Wow. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, hey, keep up the good work there. Uh, the next one is in Discord as Moj, and I believe he has a funny, not funny, just um, like a status or something next to his name. Yeah, out for one week. It's updating his status as far as his availability, which is brilliant. I he must work in the corporate environment because that's normally what you'll see on a Skype or a team status, a little message okay. indicating when you'll be back if you're out. Um, and he's KT Anon in game. Wait, I've heard of KT Anon. That's yeah. Maj in Discord? Maj, correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on, guys, change your name so we know who you are. <laughs> uh, let's see where he's at. This player, also same as uh, uh, Batty Smools, we've had some uh, DM conversations and reaches out to me for um, just, you know, guidance and advice on what to buy and what to sell for, etc. Uh, still an uplander with a net worth of 20K, so really just starting out um, and has been an uplander for a couple days now it looks like start on uh, the 29th he made his cool. ascension i believe if i'm not mistaken we were involved in a visit raid to get him to uplander status and that's how that's where i recognize it yeah 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 i was in new york i couldn't participate but yeah i, I think he was the, the one raid channel. yeah and he yeah 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 so i'm glad that he made it and then the last one is in our discord is blue ocean wave uh they and I were talking today in the new players channel. Um, I think I got the opportunity to show them the little trick that I have on finding sends right in game uh, just by yeah. scrolling the map and changing your browser zoom and right. uh, in game. Their name is Blue Bear 314. Um, shout out to them as well. Just all, all four of these people. I should probably start putting down specifics because they all share the same qualities, which it is just, you know, coming into the community, which is high energy and high positivity and wanting to learn and 
wanting to contribute to the overall awesomeness that our Upland community is. And for that, I want to recognize them for that. Right on. Wait, I know I'm going to belabor this point again, but I saw Blue Ocean Wave in the Discord the past couple of days. Are you telling me this is Blue Bear 314 in game? Correct. Come on, guys, line up the names. <laughs> I recognize Blue Bear 314 because I bought like five properties from him in Detente. Right. Well, you know what? It's good. I guess it's good that I'm doing this so that we can make these associations at least. Yeah, no joke. Well, thanks, Blue Bear. Um, thanks for putting those up for sale. You were you were part of our crucial uh, strategy to win then. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, hey, we are going a little bit long. So do you have any final words for our listeners? I'm looking forward to our next expansion in Fresno and uh, seeing how long it takes for Woodward, Woodward Park to go full mint. That's about it. Keep keep it up, guys. Awesome. And uh, thank you so much, everybody. I will see you back here in a week. I'm going to send it back to you too, stupid. That was a great episode, guys. I do have to make my own plug for the Skyline collection that you talked about. I'm little upset man i bought uh 1111 avenue of the americas and it has the bank of america tower on it it's the fourth largest building in new york city it's over 1500 feet tall it has 52 floors but it is not in the skyline collection i filled out the google form and everything i got no response to why it was out and yes i'm gonna rant and rave on the upix podcast show later this week about it too I might even ask Dirk, because how do you not have the fourth largest building in New York City in the Skyline collection of Skyscraper? Come on now. But anyway, T. Davis, B-Dag, thank you guys so much for the time and effort you put into it. Awesome show. Love the numbers. Love the discussion you guys have. Um, You guys have great chemistry. Really enjoy the episodes. We're getting great feedback from our listeners. And if you're a listener and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe so you're notified when a new podcast comes out, be it the uh, Expanded City Editions or the normal podcast episodes, or if we actually get together with a special episode and release an extra one in the week. So make sure you subscribe. A lot of you do listen on Apple. Make sure you're leaving us those reviews, please. And we'll talk to everybody soon. Everybody be safe and have fun. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking, I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix.